The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer, Mickey James on a Wednesday edition of the Busted Open Podcast. And we get into the forbidden door. A lot is going on. Certain people unable to perform at the forbidden door. And we're getting closer and closer to the 26th. Also, we sit down with Ortiz just hours before his big match on Dynamite against Chris Jericho. Hair versus hair. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The Forbidden Door pay-per-view is coming up on the 26th of this month. Looking forward to it. But we may not see, at this moment at least, Andrade And the Lucha Brothers, they seem to be barred from competing at the Forbidden Door because it is a joint AEW New Japan, and they work with uh, AAA. So CMLL has a relationship with New Japan. This is all jumbled, Tommy. So we're seeing the Forbidden Door, different organizations, but then there's different organizations that are in competition. You know, CMLL and AAA are in competition with one another. Isn't this crazy when you look at what's going on as we're going towards the 26th and the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, Tommy? Yeah, that's wild. Well, there's some old school heat from back in the day between families that just never seems to go away. And then, yes, that will probably be the case just because of that's the political part of it all. I've had to deal with it myself. Um, So, hey, then you won't see them on the show. Bottom line. Yeah. And I guess there's really nothing. Have you ever had to to deal with that at all? Tommy or Mickey ever had to deal with that? Because Mickey had the ultimate forbidden door move at the Royal Rumble. So, I mean, oh. I, you know, think about that, right? And yeah. not only, I mean, Mickey, you made history with your move. Because not only are you doing you. with the WWE, because everybody thinks that that's what the one organization you can't do it with, but you also showed and were noted as being you know, the, the champion. knockouts champion for impact. So crazy that you were able to do that. Thank you, David. Yeah, it was crazy that I was able to do that. And I think it, there were so many factors that went into that, but there was a sense of gratification. I will say, cause I didn't sell cele- really want to celebrate until it actually happened because, you know, you think about all the people that were like, like you said, especially with WWE, oh, they're never going to acknowledge the championship. They're never going to play hardcore country. She's not going to be hardcore country. It's all the things. And then it was like, 
check mark, check mark, check mark all the way wow. down. And it was incredible. And it was honestly in that moment, I was like lost in the moment. And I haven't been lost in a moment like that probably since WrestleMania, like my first WrestleMania. So it was pretty wild, full circle for MJ over here. But forbidden doors are very touchy because like Tommy said, you're dealing with a lot of politics. And I can attest to that just even with Empower, you know, there was a lot of politics involved to make that happen. And, um, you know, but. Uh, Going back to the Mickey James Royal Rumble, there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that went on that made sure everything like that happened. And you'll see more of that uh, accordingly. Mickey, I forgot to ask you about that one besides the moment, because you know how much of a big fan I am of you. And I know how much that meant. And you should have probably won the whole thing. But that's a whole other story. Really should have. My biggest pop for that with you. After that great ovation, you're coming down, you're being your crazy jazz hand self. <laughs> I felt was the biggest battle you had that night with all the politics going on was with your ring jacket. You were just that thing just would not get off you. Well, number one thing when I came <laughs> out, because that was the first time they've ever heard hardcore country. And I think there was like, oh, are they going to know the song? Are they going to react? And then to hear the people erupt, I was so overcome with like excitement. I did this thing where I popped up on my tippy toes and I started to teeter and almost took a face plant directly wow. first thing. Right. So just out of pure joy and excitement. Right. For a tugboat. And what happened was, is I was supposed to, in my mind, remember I had this jacket like custom made. It was already an expensive jacket that I went and had custom made Mickey James, hardcore country, whole thing on the back. And I was supposed to, instead of tippy toes, don't face plant, spin and show off this sweet ass jacket. Never once, not once in my whole entrance did I, because I wanted to do the back of the jacket and then turn around and show the championship. Did not happen that way because sometimes you just got to call it in the ring, brother. When you're a worker, you just work, you know? Or if um, you're crazy, you just crazy. You just cray cray. And the jacket was a little large. Um, and it was a little bit of struggle cause it was very heavy, yeah, quite heavy. Um, and it got kind of caught up on the belt itself. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you wear all the bedazzles, all the jingles, all the bells and whistles. It was a great, great battle that you had. It was a battle. It was blown up before I even got to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, when you talk about forbidden door, uh, ECW 97, man, going to WWE and invading WWE, we did not, we were not, I was never paid for that, but we were, we were told like, Hey, we're in this working group, but we did not work with the WWE. So why should I listen to it? Um, then, you know, having to go down to Memphis and Jerry Lawler and, and ECW and WWE and being all in the mix of that, it was an insane time. I mean, and when you talk about politics, that it was supposed to be myself and Sandman versus either Rob and Jerry Lawler or Rob and Sabu with Jerry Lawler in our corner at Survivors. I'm sorry, SummerSlam, which was taking place at the Meadowlands, and it all yeah. got itchnade because of backstage politics. Because <clears throat> the whole deal went to went to hell when Rob was supposed to wrestle Road Dog and. Rob was supposed to beat Road Dog and Road Dog. They were doing nothing with him. This was 
before even Job Squad, Road Dog, and Road Dog's like, why do I got to put him over? He don't work here. How is that going to help my career here? And then Rob's like, well, I'm not going to put him over. And back and forth, back and forth, and the whole deal was gone. And everything that planned up to it, gone. And it was just quickly forgotten. Why? Because we had, you know, and Paul, you know, we find out later Paul's in cahoots with them, but none of us knew that. And even if you think about like with the whole forbidden door, when we invaded the, you know, in Philly, when we did that in your house and uh, I spoke with JBL uh, about it, JBL didn't know that we were even doing it. He got Iggy right before he went out there by Blackjack Mulligan, uh, Blackjack Lanzer, who wasn't even supposed to tell him. The only person who knew was Savio. Dutch Mantel didn't know. And hey, there's three people who don't work here going to interrupt your match. Wow. Really? They were just going to. Wow. They weren't told. Yeah. You, know, you can't amazing. smarten the marks up, brother. Marks, <laughs> the biggest boys are, are the boys. <clears throat> and the, the wrestlers. Especially the these back, days. The wrestlers <laughs> that were in the back, they were ready to fight. And I told yeah. you, we had our wrestlers. We gave them tickets and as almost like snipers. If it's a real fight's going to break out, we're going to go to it. That's not going to happen at Forbidden Door, but these are backstage politics where it did not work. Did you not think that during that ECW time, I wouldn't have loved to have a match at SummerSlam, an ECW-style match at SummerSlam, but just because of all the backstage BS, it didn't happen. And there still is backstage heat. There still is backstage BS. And you won't see them there because of the company companies that they work for, because that's there's heat there for generations. Yeah. And you don't cross that heat. Yeah. It's like fire. Like, hey, the floor is lava. Exactly. Don't touch it. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you mentioned M- NWA and power and you put that together, Mickey. And it was a it was an amazing show. Again, another it historic was. show and, and thank you. And groundbreaking as well. How much, like, I, I can probably understand the hard work that you put in, but what about all of, like, this, what Tommy's talking about, the different organizations, the politics that are involved? Like, was there a lot of that when putting that show together? Sure. Absolutely. And I can say there's certain companies that were very, like, as you can tell, like, I, I obviously, um, Impact went above and beyond, you know? to work with NW. I was like, I was, it was, it was apparent to me that it was, it wasn't going to be easy right out of the gate to make this happen and have it go down the way it did. One ring of honor was kind of closing up shop or they were in this like transitional phase. And uh, Maria and Bobby, who's coming on later, were in charge of that division of the women's division. You know, Um, it was just reminded to me that the women's division is often uh, not the first thought, you know, so I think that, you know, for, and that was what I really wanted was to be able to present this on all levels from all companies. So it was, um, you know, it was just a learning curve because it's things that you learn or you hear from a la Tommy or whatever, and be like, you have no idea what it's like behind the scenes, as far as, you know, having to try to make so many people happy in one, uh, at one time, but I kind of got a real life taste of what that was like. And that of going like, okay, some people just don't like women's wrestling or some people just don't want to play ball and some people do, and that's okay. And so you have to take what you have and make it the best you can. 
Cool. Dave, I dealt with Mickey a lot during that time. And I think almost every one of her s- sentences started with, oh my God, well, <laughs> because it was just so much. And, and here's the other bottom line. She was put in charge of the show. And so her name is on it. Right. Everything fell on her shoulders. Here's the other only other factor where I always say, and these are for, for people who judge wrestling shows or all that stuff. She had it because she has pride, respect, and she's a great person and she's spending somebody else's money. And that was Billy's money. Right. Now think about if that was Mickey James's money. And that's why I say, try putting one show together, Mm -hmm. try dealing with just some people, you know, I'm, I'm telling you a story where when we're, Hey, we're supposed to be professional and Hey, but I'm at a bad point in my life. Uh, why should I put this person over? Right. Because they don't even work here. You know, and that was from 1997. There was no heat between the two guys. They were actually very, very friendly, but then career wise, why should that work? But you know, when Mickey is dealing with that, there have been people throughout the history of the business. Well, Hey, I'm just going to take a person's money and do whatever the hell I want with it. And I don't care what happens to it. I hate those people. Right. And I've seen a lot of that and it's, and they've destroyed wrestling companies. Mm-hmm. Um, for Mickey, Mickey was just like, Oh my God. Like, and like, it, it's just, she knew the, the severity of this, of problems as well as mm-hmm. I need to do best for someone who's believing in me. Right. which is a great person that I would hand the ball to. But then the other, if this was her own money, holy shit, it's so much more of a burden and a big reason why I stopped doing my own shows right. just because of all, like for me, any person, I literally look at like my shows and people always send me like stuff on online. Hey, this day you had a show here. I ran 65 wrestling shows mm-hmm. and I did tours and all this, And I'm like, Everybody was, I remember these times because everyone then got signed right after it. And I was like, how do I compete? I can't. It's just, it sucks. But Mm -hmm. when you have money, you have television, you have all these components going into it. It adds to it, Mm -hmm. both on the negative and on the the positive. And sometimes the negative outweighs the positive until you finally get there and you're at that point and you're like, wow, it was actually worth it. Like Mickey's show. It was after it's over, it's a sigh of relief. Man, I didn't even get to enjoy it. Right. But then after, you're like, wow, that w- I did something good. No matter what happens in, in Mickey James' life, guess what? She booked, she did, she ran a show that was successful. Great. Not a lot of people could add that to their resume. Yeah. I'm very grateful. And people are still talking about it, you know? Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. Taylor Matern, one of the two screenwriters on the new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. When I originally wrote the draft, there was one producer on board. I told him, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this as if I was 13-year-old me reading Slam Magazine, right? That's going to be the tone of this. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. 
They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The match that I'm most looking forward to for tonight is Chris Jericho going up against our next guest in a hair versus hair match. And that is good friend of the show, Ortiz. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, man. I got my uh, Cafe Americano and I'm getting ready to go. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I love Ortiz, it. what the hell are you thinking? A man who's got this newfound hair. I've seen you with your hair outside of your locks there. You got some beautiful flowing hair. Mm-hmm. And... You're putting that on the line. Here's the beauty of it. I never, I watch a lot of old wrestling and it was like, Hey, I tear up somebody's suit. Hey, let's fight. Or the beauty of professional wrestling is I could not believe when the announcement was made with Jericho, how much people cared about his hair and now your hair on the line, which is cool. But I mean, it took you a long time to grow that, and it totally changes your look. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like we've come to um, a point where I, I, I said it in our promo. I, I just don't 
I, I couldn't think of any other way to, to really get at Jericho, to really, really, really uh, uh, hurt him. And I feel like the best way to hurt him was is to take away his hair. I mean, what he has left of his hair uh, and just take it away from him because honestly, that'll be the, the thing that'll hurt him the most. Because at this point, man, I, we fought, we've done it all. And uh, taking his hair is probably the most disrespectful thing I could do to him. And that's the big part about it, especially with the Lucha history. And Chris worked yeah. down in Mexico. I know you have too. With the big, it's the ultimate disrespect of another person to be able to say that it's the history ingrained in Lucha, which is uh, pretty cool that the wrestling fans in America still get and see the significance of that. Certainly. And as a huge Lucha fan, I've always wanted to do a hair versus hair match, honestly. Uh, so um, I'm just, I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked. Uh, I, I, I'm willing to put this on the line. Plus, I'm confident I could grow it back if, you know, if the odds are against me. <laughs> going to take a long time. It's take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been, a, I think I'm going on five years now without cutting it. So it's been a little bit of a while. Wow. Jericho's been losing to God in the hair battle for a while, so we never. To, but it's part of his rock and roll persona. Yeah. yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, honestly, I don't know how many people are gonna go to work today and be like, "All right, honey, I'll see you later," and then you may show up bald when you come home. It's uh, it totally is different. I don't know. Well, if Jericho loses his hair, he might have to bring back the frosted tips. Nice. But also, too, Ortiz has a piece of Jericho's hair. He was able to clip off a little Jericho's hair on Dynamite. So I would think that's got to give you a little inspiration going into this match tonight. Yeah, I already got a piece of his hair. I I actually think I have it in my book bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make a chain out of it or something. I don't know. I was actually thinking about uh, uh, auctioning it off on eBay. And, uh, you know, see see what I could get from it. Because apparently he said it, it's worth it more than my whole entire AEW contract. So if I could cash in on it, so, you know. Some tape around it, pay- sign the tape and date it, you know? Yeah, you exactly. Pay off my mortgage. Right. It won't be bad, yeah. Locks of love as well. That's a Locks nice. Uh, you have to have a certain amount for locks of love. And you have to go. Um, it needs to be a certain length and a certain, you have to ponytail it off and then you have to cut it. So if it's not that length and of healthy hair, not like little scraggly ends or anything, you know? And for those that are not watching this on the simulcast, Mickey is showing us the length of her hair, as well as when Ortiz said Jericho's hair, he looked back at his hotel room and I thought maybe he slept with that locks of hair underneath his pillow just to keep on like you know the rocky saga you have that picture up there and you just right. today's the day where you crush the jericho hair yeah visualize it yeah did you right. also take jericho's hair and make a long fu manchu with it like uh, <laughs> all the boys in the bar yeah. it's long oh enough to do that actually oh <laughs> you need to do a tiktok and you can just photograph yourself with all different maybe the high pony you could just put it up here for the yeah. high pony for one of them Oh, yeah. Flock of Seagull. The Razor Ramon. We'll curl it, Elvis. Come on. This is a TikTok waiting to happen. Come on. The one lock of Jericho's hair. (laughs) You know, but I I have to say this, Ortiz. And like I said, I'm looking forward to the match tonight. We'll get more into the match. But it's been kind of heartbreaking for me as a fan 
to see what's happened over the last year. You know, at double or nothing last year in Jacksonville, um, I actually, and Tommy, I said it on the air before, that stadium stampede that they did, you know, in the main event, the second one, it actually brought a tear to my eye because that was the first time that fans were back together. You know, you had a sold-out crowd in Jacksonville. They were in the main event to see... Ortiz and Santa and Santana, Sammy Guevara, Jericho, all in the ring standing together. That was such a great moment for me as a fan. And then to see it kind of just destruct over this last year and you guys become such, you know, big rivals. Like, you know, what has been the last year for you been like in this relationship with Jericho? Uh, roller coaster ride, man. Um, going back to that moment that you mentioned, uh, it, it was an awesome moment. It just, uh, it, it just came full circle, man. The, the, the pandemic era of wrestling was so weird. Uh, wrestling without fans in attendance, it's just fans are so much a part of wrestling. Like they, they, they are like a huge part of the show. And without having that organic reaction and, and, and just the fans helped. Uh, they could they can make a two star match into a five star match. You know what I mean? Depending on the type of reaction that you get from them, and um, just getting to that moment where at the very end when we had like we were in the ring, it was just awesome that that ovation we were getting. Um, and then you know Jericho, for lack of a better term, shitted on all of it because he's an egomaniac, and uh, it's just uh, very unfortunate. But sometimes that's how life is. And you just got to roll with the punches. And I'm going to feel better once I have Jericho's hair. Maybe I'll make a wig wig out of it. Or, you know, if lots of love, we'll we'll take it. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, A lot of this, at times, Jericho had merit in what he said. And I know at one point you guys were very, very close. And he he saw something. I've seen something in you guys. And then he saw something in you guys. And that constant mentorship and you know taking you guys along for the ride but like you said then sometimes your egos hit but then the other element is your friendship with eddie and you guys known eddie for a long long time they get into it and then it's unfortunate too you got to pick sides and if you really think about what we saw each and every week on television you gave jericho the opportunity to do the right thing Uh, your partner more of the hothead but he straight up, and I've always known you guys like this, straight up, correct this or else we have to correct it. And that's, that's being a man. And yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you got suckered, you got played. It's, it's happened to all of us in real life. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for you guys, we, get, we, we had to see it on TV. Makes for some compelling television, but uh, it sucks personally when you're, you feel like you're betrayed by somebody that you really, really cared about. 100%. Yeah, I couldn't have said any better than you did. That's, that's exactly how we feel, pretty much. Yeah. And one other thing, I've noticed your partner and yourself, uh, you know, have always, I know in your goal, and that's the AEW World Tag Titles, but you've been sidetracked. But the both of you, and from JR talking about it, you're lean and muscular, man. You both have gotten yourselves in, su- you're always in good shape. And then forget about your in-ring because your in-ring has always been amazing. But physically, you both have really, really improved. Like, what are you guys doing differently? Or 
Is it motivation or is it because, I mean, you also think about when you're in a new group or you're in you're out of the group that you're in. It's sometimes sink or swim. Uh, certainly, I, I, I believe um, and for, for me, it was the, the, the pandemic. Uh, I, I, I hit a wall. Um, I feel like I was getting complacent. Uh, I was home. They did tapings in Atlanta uh uh at the nightmare factory and they did they did like close set of tapings um like right when shit hit the fan and um i i think it was about a month had passed by and i just i was gaining weight i was eating a tub of ice cream i was hanging out with my girl and i was just like ooh, like what am i doing like i i attempted to go run in the treadmill and i just i couldn't do it and i'm like what am i doing i'm supposed to be a professional and it was a, a bunch of other things like and uh, I was like, I, I can't let this opportunity, like, uh, wait, because uh, there's people that were killed to be in our position. And uh, I had that in, I internalized it. And then um, when things lightened up, I went to go training with Homicide. And um, he put me through these drills, and I couldn't, I couldn't hang. And um, uh, he kind of like, you know, he woke me up. Uh, and I'm like, I should be able to do these drills. Like, I'm, I'm a professional. I'm on TV. There's no reason that I shouldn't be able to do what he's putting in front of me. And then it just lit a fire under my ass. And uh, mentally, I changed. And uh, I stopped feeling sorry for myself. And I was like, I'm in full control of my destiny. Like, I, I, I can't uh, control what's thrown at me, but I can control how I react to it. And if I'm always ready and I'm always ready to go, I'll... I'll be ready for anything that's thrown at me. And yeah, I just, I, I changed that mentally. Uh, Santana, I mean, he's always been like, in, uh, aesthetically, he's always been, uh, uh, he's looked great. The man could eat a, a, a party size, a bag of Funyuns and still have a six pack. I, I would hate him because of that. But uh, yeah, he just, he started taking lifting more seriously. And I just, I just got after it, man. And uh, now I'm, I'm, I, I attack it every day. I, I, I treat going to the gym like brushing my teeth. It's just something I have to do. And it's just, it, it was just changing my habit. And changing habit is probably one of the hardest things to do. And uh, yeah, I just didn't want to let this opportunity slip by. I want to be a better example for my son. And uh, yeah, I don't want to go on on a rant, but that's, that's pretty much it. I just, I, I always be ready. D was like, get ready, get ready. And uh, the one time I didn't listen to D, I almost got seriously hurt in the ring. And uh, I was like, from now on, if D tells me something, I'm going to take it like it's like gospel. Dean Malenko? Uh, D, the, uh, homicide. homicide. Oh, I homicide. love homicide. Sorry, so I don't smart. know people's real names, nor do I ever. Or <laughs> initials. Or yeah. initials. <laughs> still real to me, damn it. It's it still is. I love hearing that so much. And it's amazing because I think that. Uh, the pandemic has been heavy on a lot of people and it's, it's amazing to hear the amount of people like yourself that have come to that, like mindset of, no, I'm in control of my destiny and I can choose how I react to it and how I let it affect me because that's a really difficult part. And the habit part is another thing to change of like your daily habits. And we all, I'm a mom too. So I know how like parenting is, parenting is difficult. We all know this. And yeah. it is chaotic. Maria was saying that earlier. It can be chaotic because your schedule just is not always at what you thought it was going to be. So, yeah, it's hard to, you know, 
get in there every day. So you have to make sure you get up early, like Tommy dreamer do cardio. Don't look at me. I'm still trying to climb that wall that, uh, I think you you said you were up this morning at doing cardio. I train really hard to look this bad, Mickey. That's (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the Funyuns and ice cream kick. There's always that wall in front of me. Hopefully not together. Funyuns are so good. Like it's hard to Um, not eat the whole bag of Funyuns. It is a really weird. Good. Right. It's like this processed onion. (laughs) Don't eat Jericho's hair. I've eaten hair too. Don't. But do all the other things, you know, like just like pictures of yourself with it, like Mm -hmm. taped here to your goatee. Joe Khan. Oh, me Um, and Mickey can make you so Insta famous right now. Oh, we'll be so rich. I can't wait. Unibrow, see, now you're rolling. Come on. I want to see all this on your Twitter or your TikTok. Right. Put yourself up in the balcony with the Muppets and you're just up there with the brow. It'll be great. This is how wrestlers think, everybody. This is how we think. (laughs) This is great. But but Ortiz, Tommy mentioned before uh, Eddie Kingston. And it feels like to me as a viewer watching from home, that's, that's where the problems really started to surface. It was almost like Jericho was jealous that you had relationships outside of your inner circle. Did Do you feel like things started to go south because of your relationship with Eddie Kingston? Uh, 100%. Uh, I think Chris was a little jealous of our relationship, uh, to be honest. It's just, uh, you know, year one and two in AEW, we would just always hang out with the inner circle. We would do things together. We would legitimately, we were legitimately friends. And then Eddie came around. We stopped, you know, being able kind of stop hanging out as much with, with Christopher, but still, you know, hung out. It's just he, he didn't like uh, the attention that was going towards Eddie's way. And then, you know, little by little, Eddie started getting more over in the company. And I think there was that that jealousy. It's like, no, people should be talking about me, obviously, because he created a whole wrestling stable to appreciate himself. And, yeah, the egomaniac came out, man. Um, the, the honeymoon period was over for the inner circle, unfortunately. It was fun while it lasted. It was great. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's my model for life. And you've known Eddie, of course, since, you know, indies traveling together. Yes, sir. Yonkers, yeah. Bronx, Queens, that whole uh, crew. Uh, you put it. <laughs> exactly. You guys uh, said it, and it was homicide to whoever this Dean fellow is. Uh, and Eddie, who has said D. 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 Double E. Really? Yeah. Homicide. Is D. I D E. How about that? <laughs> you know how I know you're really marks. mad is he Side. called him Christopher. He said Christopher yes. like that. Yes. Said, anyway, <laughs> they had said this, which stood by me, and we were at an indie show. It was actually at uh, Amazing Red uh, House of Glory, and they said there was an original NYC crew, Tommy Dreamer, Bubba, Devon. Taz, Paul Heyman, all these New York guys breaking out on the scene, and they were inspired to be the next level guys, and it was yourselves, Eddie Kingston, Homicide, this whole crew of a bunch of guys who wear where they're from and their past and their history on their sleeve, and that sticks with you forever. 
and which is super duper cool. And I'm, I've always been in your corner, especially from impact and watching you grow. And I'm super proud of you. And I do, again, just like you said, it's unfortunate, but sometimes people, you gave him the out not to fight. And sometimes it's time to fight. And tonight on dynamite, someone's going home bald. Oh yeah. And it's going to be him for sure. Faux show. Uh, let me ask you this because it's interesting because you mentioned the inner circle and you mentioned the moment that you had last year and the good that came from being a part of the inner circle. Tommy mentioned something earlier that you kind of got sidetracked because your goal with Santana has always been the tag team championship. So let me ask you this. Uh, did the inner circle help or maybe hurt your career? And was it time for a clean break from the inner circle? Um. I say definitely help. Uh, I know uh, I'm very confident. Like I, I, I want to be in the AEW for 20 years if I can. Um, and I know the tag team champions are not going. Uh, championships are not going anywhere. Uh, in a way, I could say maybe it, it hurt a little bit, but I think mostly it helped because honestly, being in the inner circle, we learned how to be different type of performers. Um, being an, uh, an impact. Uh, we were very highlighted as a tag team. And this, we were kind of like um, uh, co-stars in this bigger picture. And uh, we learned how to perform differently and how to play our roles differently. And uh, it was just, we got to do a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we, we did a bunch of first-time ever matches in AEW. So being a part of that, I never thought I would be in a blood and guts match. I never thought I'd be in a stadium stampede match. And we got to do all these awesome things, especially Stadium Stampede 2. Like, I never thought I, I, I'd zip line off the top of the stadium. Like, that was insane. I was just like, oh, I'm building my resume to be a professional stuntman. Like, <laughs> by no means that I think I was going to go jumping off the top of the stadium. Um, but from the wrestling aspect, just learning how to be a part of a, a big stable and being forced to kind of like, uh, with, let's say you get a minute. Uh, learning how to take that minute and making the most of it, trying to stand out in that minute. And I think that's a tool uh, that is is precious to have in wrestling because sometimes you only have 30 seconds and you have to learn how to make those 30 seconds count. And uh, uh, being a part of the inner circle, like I really learned how to do those things and try to stand out and do certain things. And the tag team champions, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident at us, in us as a tag team. And I knew, I know eventually we'll, we'll get the gold. Uh, so it was, it's never really a concern of mine. Like the tag team championships will come. It goes back to kind of what I said earlier. As long as we're ready, we'll, we'll be ready for anything that's thrown at us. Well, you hope you are ready because you're going to have a hair versus hair match tonight against Chris Jericho, Road Rager, AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time, TBS. Ortiz, thank you so much for the time and good luck tonight. Thank you. I can't, I, I can't wait. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen. And... Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.